Paid for by Weeby Marketing. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. To Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bomb. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It is always a pleasure to come to you with our Inside the Huddle show for this Tuesday. Welcome in. I'm Steve Russell, alongside the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. Seth's going to produce the program today. Seth Hart, we appreciate his time, and we appreciate you Tuning in. Fellas, a uh, little more college football last week. Still not the, the, the full gamut of games, but uh, tell you what, it was a rough start for the Big 12, was it not? Yeah, the uh, Sun Belt went in there to their ballparks and put it on them. Uh, you know, it was good to see. I, I enjoy watching those type of teams. You know, so many people now with the way the SEC schedule is, Steve, where you play 10 conference games. You know, the fans don't want to see those South Alabamas and the Louisianas coming to your park, but I think it's cool to see those teams go there and upset the Big 12. Yeah, those smaller teams have got some ball players, Steve. They've got some really good ball players, and uh, there's really not a whole lot of difference in talent when you watch uh, Kansas and Coastal Carolina. Uh, shoot, it, it was thorough wins. It wasn't any flukish upset. And uh, Louisiana Lafayette uh, beat Iowa State. Of course, that was the big TV game and so forth. And uh, they had some big plays, but they, uh, they they got some fast kids. They they matched up very well with Iowa State. So I don't think they, it was huge shock. Somebody called it Oklahoma and the Little Eleven is what they need to call that conference because <laughs> Oklahoma still is the, is the cream of that class out there. And uh, but maybe hey maybe Texas maybe it'll be a year they they will give Oklahoma a game and of course Oklahoma State's always pretty good and maybe Baylor still got some ball players that can do it we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure you guys were really upset at the Florida State outcome, uh, watching them lose the lead and lose to Jeff Collins, the former Gator defensive coordinator. Well, I, I was wrong. I, I thought you know it was going to be some similarities when Coach took over here. I thought they had a, some really good athletes and I do think they were a little more organized. Uh, than they were under Willie Taggart. But, man, they just um, mm-hmm. they didn't look fast mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, Florida State always has team speed, and I just thought Georgia Tech looked faster. Yeah, I tell you what, I was listening on the radio coming in. Danny Connell, of course, he went to FSU. So for him to say uh, 
it looked like we got out coached. Looked like George Tech. They were ready to play. Their guys were flying around, hitting, and it seems like the FSU kids are still in the Willie Taggart area. They're hesitant, or they're not, uh, and they're not confident. And obviously, their quarterback is struggling. And I don't know how to give him confidence. You have to have success to gain confidence, and he's just not quite had enough success in the games yet, I guess. But I'm not, I'm not giving up on FSU. I think they got enough ball players and good coaches that they can bounce back. Let me ask you guys this because I, I have a theory, and I don't know if you share it. If you look at Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. they're only playing 60 games, right? So a, a team that isn't good over 160 mm-hmm. might be good over 60. The Marlins. The Marlins right now would be a playoff team. So when you see all these upsets, does that surprise mm-hmm. you at all? Because I, I think without training camp, without a lot of work, do you think it's an advantage for those teams to have a chance to knock off the big boys because of that? Well, <clears throat> They're, they're still playing the same amount of games as True. everybody else. I, I think when you look at the FSU and the Georgia Tech game, you can look at and say, hey, this is year two for Jeff Collins for his kids to be in the system. However, he played a true freshman quarterback that had not, not taken a snap, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. no spring ball or anything. And it was year one for Mike Norvell. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's going to be a weird year uh, in college football. I think it's going to come down to the teams that have established players and – the returning of their coaching staff. I think that's why so many people like Florida and, and Clemson. I mean, Clemson's the cream of the crop. They're they're not going to struggle with anybody in the ACC. Yeah, it's it's very true. And I heard something the other day. One of those announcers was talking about you don't hear about Clemson players opting out. You don't even hear about them going pro hardly after three years. Occasionally, one will if he's you know a first rounder and so forth, but very, very seldom. So you got to give Dabo and his staff credit for building that culture, that attitude, camaraderie, whatever you want to call it. That those players love playing there. And the guy went on to say that once they got a pretty good lead on Wake Forest and the backup players were in there, all the starters were on the sideline rooting like crazy uh, for their their backup teammates. So you know, team spirit and all that stuff is so important. And uh, Dabo and Clemson, I tell you what, they're right there. Alabama's, uh, they do that kind of stuff year after year. So give those guys credit. There's a reason they're the best in the country. Yeah, culture means a lot. Time now, Mm -hmm. Play of the Week, brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Mm -hmm. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Shane, what do you got? Uh, My Play of the the Week will be, uh, I want to say it was Louisiana. Uh, They had a dynamic punt return for a touchdown. Um, against Kansas State. That was my play of the week. Well, I'll, I'll go back, same team, uh, when they hit the long pass. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana uh, kid uh, got behind Iowa State, and he lofted it down there, about a 60- or 70-yard play, and he caught it and took it on in. So they, they had that, and then they had another return for a touchdown. They had three giant plays, which were certainly instrumental in their victory. Well, Shaner took mine, so that's okay. Uh, But uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not instead of a play because you mentioned it. I'm going to go with the play of Georgia Tech's freshman quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a guy who, as you said, didn't have a lot of snaps, no Mm -hmm. spring. Came in there and he looked very poised. He didn't. And uh, James Blackman, who's been in that, who's been with Florida State, had three turnovers. The kid was very poised. So I'm going to give it to Sims uh, as our play of the week. All right, now. Time for, for Coach Question of the Week, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, your premier North Central Florida dealer of Chevrolet, Mazda, and Cadillac. You can send your questions, if you have some for, for the coach, to questions at InsideTheHuddleHBC.com. All right, here we go, Coach. 
FSU lost to Georgia Tech this weekend. Since you started your coaching career at Georgia Tech, do you still feel any sort of loyalty to them or are all your ACC loyalties with Duke from Charlie and Daytona Beach? I was actually at Georgia Tech my second year, Steve. Uh, I was with Coach Doug Dickey here one year, and we all got fired. And uh, I spent a month with no job. And fortunately, uh, I was blessed that the quarterback coach got hired at Hawaii, and Pepper Rogers had an opening. And Jack Westbrook called me, and I got a chance to go up there. But we only lasted one year. We were four, six, I think, something like that. And uh, four six one, and, and didn't make the didn't make the cut there. So anyway, got uh, got fired there. Then I got a chance to go to Duke. Uh, luckily, I got a chance to be the offensive coordinator there, and so forth. But anyway, yeah, I sort of like Georgia Tech a little bit. I mean, one year is not <laughs> enough to build a lot of great uh, love for the school or anything. But uh, yeah, you know, I guess I'll pull for him occasionally. Yeah. Okay, uh, Adrian and <clears throat> Claremont. Uh, Steve, did Tom Brady look flat to you? Is it being 43 or being in a new system? Time will tell. Time will tell on that. Obviously, they had a, a pretty sorry offensive game, although they hit a few balls here and there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was about uh, uh, he and uh, the Tampa Bay Buck offense. But, but you know, they, it's a long season. they got a lot of games left. I think one thing a coach – usually tells a team in the NFL, or he should, is, hey, whatever happens this game, we still got a whole bunch left. So if we win, don't get too up. If we lose, don't get too down. we gotta, we got to keep on keeping on, and uh, at the end of the year, we'll see how we do. So, yeah, I think the Bucks uh, can play a lot better than, than they did Sunday. Kenny and Duval, Gardner Minshew looked great. C.J. Henderson looked like a pro bowler. What do you expect from the Jags this year? Do you think Henderson can replace Jalen Ramsey as the Jags shut down corner? Mm. Gardner Minshew hit 19 out of 20, which was the best ever in the history of the NFL for a guy to throw three touchdown passes and complete 95% of his passes. Never has happened before, so that's pretty neat. Uh, one thing about Gardner, uh, I got a chance to meet him when my son Steve Jr. coached at Washington State, and they went 11-2, best season in school history out there. He led them to that uh, two years ago. So, but anyway, so he's, he's got a natural leader in there. And, and all these new guys they got, they, they, they've gotten rid of the older, the old pros, I like to call them, that they sort of, you know, what's in it for me. And, and the team played like a bunch of college kids. They really did. They act like they really wanted to win. And that was that was neat to see, and uh, so Jacksonville they're they're sky high right now. The question is, can they can they keep doing it and keep improving as they go? I like that running back uh, also, uh, the free agent. Yeah, Robinson. Yeah. I think yes, his Robinson. last name yes. from Illinois State. Shane, mm-hmm. you know that football giant up there yeah, in the, the Red, north, the Redbirds. But when he yeah. did that little hurdle over these two guys and went another ten. 12 yards or whatever, I tell you what, those kind of things inspire the entire team. So they, they got a bunch of guys that all like each other. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. And just goes to show you that, you know, you can be a first-round draft choice and not make it and be an undrafted free agent and be a starter. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason and Ocala, John Elway, Elway, John Elway wrote a book. Well, he didn't write it, but and it said not nice things about Tim Tebow. What do you think about what was said? I haven't seen it. I've just heard a little bit about it. Uh, I guess what he said wasn't very complimentary, but uh, anyway, I'll let other people decide whether it's good or bad. All right, Jason and Ocala, Mike yeah. and Valdosta. The Big Ten still trying to figure out what they're doing this season. What's the best way to get their season started? To get who started? Big Ten. Oh, the Big Ten. Oh, here's my plan for the Big Ten. They won't do it, but anyway, just play about eight games. Uh, they got divisions, but I would redo the divisions. I would do like the ACC did. They put 
you know, Notre Dame in there and just say everybody play everybody. But uh, play about uh, eight games and uh, maybe just have the first and second. Or if they keep divisions, then you got to seed them. Don't put Ohio State and uh, Penn State and Michigan all in the same one. You know, spread out the top teams. But another way may be to, to do what the ACC did of just taking the top two. But, again, uh, they could if they, if they keep their divisions, they could have a division championship, and then the winner could get into the playoff uh, if that happens. Katie in Gainesville, Gators moved from 8 to 5 in the AP this week without even playing a game. How high do you think they can go this year? Can we beat the SEC West champion? We got to win these first. <laughs> Tell them that. We got to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. If, if that happens, uh, I certainly think uh, we will be able to play with anybody. But this is, you know, nobody's played yet. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's all just, uh, it's all just predictions right now. I'm not going to be able to get to all these, but I'm going to try to ask uh, different questions that haven't been asked. Robin, Atlantic Beach, Steve, do you think the SEC was smart to have a season where they smarter to wait until September 26th to start? How do you think an all-SEC schedule affects UF season? Time will tell how it affects. Uh, as a coach, I sort of would, would have wished we had started when the ACC did two weeks ago. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, they've been here a long time, and they got a they got another week to practice. You know, hey, coach, when are we going to play? Well, we can't play till the 26th. That's just the way it is. So hopefully uh, the, the coaches that are smart enough have sort of paced themselves. You know, you can get ready too early. I remember some teams we used to beat, and some of their guys said, we, we're ready to play on Tuesday's practice. We're knocking the crap out of each other. And by the time Saturday got here, we weren't even ready to play. So, anyway, you got you got to build it up. And I, I think Dan and uh, the staff here has done that well. You build up that energy and, you know, getting up and all that. Make sure you're really ready on game day. All right, last couple here. Evan and Gainesville. Gators and I ranked sixth in public colleges in the nation. Mm-hmm. Does it help with recruiting? Well, it does with the kids that understand a degree from Florida is better than all those other schools in the SEC except Vanderbilt, I guess. So, uh, you know, and there are a lot of smart young guys that academics mean a lot. Uh, I would hate to say it, but probably 90% of them think I'm going to play in the NFL, so I don't know how much it'll mean to those guys. But a degree from Florida is definitely a little bit better than those other other schools. Joey in Gainesville, Jags, the only team in the Florida that won yesterday. Tampa's built to win. Miami's expecting to win. Who do you see coming out as the best pro team in Florida by the end of the year? The best pro team? Oh, I, I, I'd hate to pick right now because uh, some of them can get better or not, and, and just got to wait and see. But i tell you one thing about the Jags right now. I think they're leading the NFL in attendance. That's for dang That's sure. Right. <laughs> they're the only ones that let people in. Uh, I sort of, uh, you know, I like the idea of letting about 15,000, 20,000 in. Make sure they spread out and so forth. And hopefully that uh, is what's going to happen here in a couple of weeks. Finally, uh, Jake in Gainesville. Uh, I saw a story about a hiring event at the new Spurrier's restaurant. Is it too late to apply? Are you open yet? No, we're not opening until really March of 2021. Uh, we had some interviews uh, last Wednesday, I think, and we'll have some more interviews. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep people informed when uh, there, there's time to come interview for jobs there. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back. Much more to come here on Inside the Huddle. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage. You can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed up. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pot Up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. I was riding as a passenger in my friend's vehicle. A fellow ran a stop sign and we T-boned him. Had neck and shoulder and knee injuries and didn't know what to do and I remember seeing one of Jeffrey's ads. So I gave him a call. He explained everything to me. I'd go see him and everything was done. Everything was taken care of. Don't waste your time with anybody else. Go see Jeffrey. Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. From the Draft War Room to the Lombardi Trophy presentation, we are your source for all things football. You are locked into ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. By the way, if you have a question for Coach or Shane, you can call us up, 3928255 on the Campus USA call-in line. That's 3928255. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right, it's time now for our Team of the Week, guys. Brought to you by Celebration Point, future home of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Your team, Shaner. I'm going to go with Arky State. Uh, I just thought, uh, you know, they, they lost to Memphis the previous week. Uh, Blake Anderson's been through a lot. You know, he lost his wife last year to cancer. Uh, you know, it was just cool to see them go on, take it, take his team into a, a Big Ten environment, Big Twelve environment, and win the ball game. Mm-hmm. So what do you got, Coach? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, 
my buddy Jamie Caldwell at Coastal Carolina. Jamie used to come up to our coaches' clinics when I was at South Carolina, and then he got the head job at Charleston Southern. Was down there quite a while, and then uh, moved on up to Coastal Carolina. And that's the second year in a row they beat. Uh, Les Miles and his Kansas team. So I don't know if they celebrated immensely or not, uh, but uh, he's a dang good coach and has a really good team there in uh, Coastal Carolina. Got to go uh, Louisiana because I watched a lot of that game, and they just throttled Iowa State. That was no fluke. And they beat them. It was 31-14, and mm-hmm. you know it was close at the half, but they held Iowa State scoreless in the second half. So... Give it to Louisiana. They don't call them Lafayette anymore, like Coach said, but give it to Louisiana for that. The Raging Cages. Yeah, and they did a really nice job. I mean, give, give them a lot of credit uh, for going to do that. Um, let me ask this, guys. As we go along here now, it gets closer to game week. The, the Pac-12 is now thinking about starting the season at the earliest in November. The Big Ten is rumored to be you know, maybe rethinking what they're going to do. Don't you think it's it's too late for those conferences now to be a real factor in this season? Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to have to figure something out uh, and play, you know, play at least eight games. But I don't know when – is it December 19th, somewhere around there, where the CFP chooses who's going to play? I, I can't remember exactly the dates, but – I just don't know how they wait till late October, November to get a season in and mm-hmm. be a part of the fourteen playoff. Yeah, I agree. They need to play uh, in October, I think, as soon as they can. And their coaches said, "Hey, we can get them ready to play. It might not be real pretty or all that. May have some mistakes, but they could play. And if they just play eight games and have a conference championship game, uh, maybe one of them goes undefeated and they can get in the Final Four. And but somebody's got to win the championship. Hey, maybe a you know, like strike seasons, the NFL. I know those teams that won the Super Bowl that year. They're not. Nobody's putting an asterisk saying, "Oh, that was the strike year." We nobody played until midseason or blah blah blah. So they can get in it, but they 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 they're, they're hesitating. I, right now, I think their presidents still do not want to play. Uh, that seems to be the issue. It seems like all the <laughs> announcers, all the radio, TV guys, and the fans want them to play, uh, but the presidents uh, obviously are going to make the call. Um, let's start talking about Florida a little bit. Um, Coach, you mentioned it, where culture is important. And I think Dan Mullen, I think we'd all agree, his culture here, mm-hmm. learning from Urban Meyer, is really rock solid. Now, we're going to find out today. He, uh, Coach yesterday mentioned maybe a, you know, a few more positive cases on the team. But overall, I think they've done a really nice job in staying in that bubble and getting ready to play this season. Yeah, I, I think – you know, as you mentioned, we may find something out today, but for the most part, ever since July, this team's done everything they asked them to do. And, you know, it's still a lot of temptation for players 18 to 22 years old when kids come back on campus. And, and it's, it would be so much easier if it was like when Coach was here and at the beginning of his career when we all lived in Yon Hall. You mm-hmm. know, that, it's almost <clears throat> like you wish they could take the football team and just house them in a hotel right now because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they can't they're not going to class. They're doing everything online mm-hmm. to avoid the, the regular student population. Um, but I guess I don't know if that wasn't feasible or what. But, you know, for the most part, I think Florida's football team's done a good job. Yeah, they have done a good job. Actually, Duke University, they got the whole team over at the Washington Duke Hotel uh, right next to the golf course, right right next to campus there at Duke. Hmm. So they've uh, they've lived there, and they're just back and forth there. And uh, 
a lot of them, all their classes are online anyway. Uh, but they, I think sometimes they, a few of those players do go to class. But, yeah, I think what's going to happen through the course of this year is that some guys are going to get it. And, uh, and if they got it carelessly, Steve and Shane, the coach is either going to dismiss them or if they're a very good player, <laughs> you're going to sit out two weeks and we're going to bring you back. I don't know what. But if, if these guys go to these big parties and everything and they get it and bring it back to the team, they, they're, they're not thinking about the team. So it's, it's, it's a tough call, but uh, they have to stay away from, you know, the big parties and all that kind of stuff if we're going to play this football season. Or else we're just going to have a bunch of guys suspended on every team and let's go play. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, but that – that's the other and I mean, alternative. It, and what's crazy is, is is players can stay away from the from the parties, but mm-hmm. but with with not having an athletic dorm, they still have to go to Publix and buy their food. Sure. They still have to go get gas. So yep. you know they could get they could get, they could get it, get it yeah. there. Yeah. And you know not being at a party. And one just, of their girlfriends, uh, you know, yeah. may go to a party or a friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very highly contagious disease, and uh, do the best we can. I got a call here on the Campus USA phone line. Daryl will talk to us. Daryl, hi. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, with the limited fans in the stadium this year, could you see some road teams going into these, you know, stadiums and maybe stealing a game or two because you won't have the crowd noise? I think so. I think you saw that, Daryl, with the uh, three Sun Belt teams that went into uh, the Big Twelve. Now, a couple of those those stadiums did have fans in them, but you know, it's it, it's just so weird this year because. I do think there's not going to be a home field advantage. And usually it's because of the crowd noise that affects the opposing team's offense. You know, from the snap count, you get a couple – you pretty much got two or three, you know, illegal procedure calls that's going to go your way because of crowd noise. That should mm-hmm. not happen this year if you're a road team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you well, definitely you know, can hear everything. Go ahead. Okay. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Daryl, thank you. Um, We'll take a break, come back, and then much more here inside the huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and yours truly, Steve Russell. We thank you for listening, tuning in, however you're doing it. We appreciate you being here. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them in either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. I thought I was in a truck accident because of the accident that resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? 
Ms. Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Meldon Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, My IT Masters is your one-stop shop serving the greater Gainesville area for all your technology needs. So you can focus on business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, nobody does IT like the master. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Weekday afternoons at 4 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Again, if you have a, a call you want to get in, like Daryl did on our Campus USA phone line, 392-8255. Time now for our Coach of the Week. Brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban food in Gator Country. Shaner. Well, I kind of said it a few minutes ago with my team, and kind of goes along with the coach. It's Blake Anderson, you know, um, Arkansas State going in and winning, uh, having lost the previous week. Uh, you know, he's been through a lot. I just thought it was good to see them go in there and pull out a victory. Mm-hmm. Coach. You're talking about Coach of the Week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie Caldwell. Jamie, Coastal Carolina, big win over Kansas again, back-to-back. So, Jamie's my man. You know, speaking of that, before I give mine, why is Kansas just seems to be the hardest place? It's in, well, a, it's in a major conference. They're really good in basketball, obviously, and yet it's tough there. You know, I read something on Twitter, and I wish I still had it. You know, Man- Mangino, Mangino yeah. had a winning well. record, and it was a pretty damn good winning record. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if they fired him. I can't remember what happened. Hell yeah, there. he got fired. But there. but their record since then has just been horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> Pepper Rogers took him to the Orange Bowl also, and uh, had a winning record there at times. So uh, it, yeah, they used to play uh, Missouri. It was a big rivalry yep. game uh, back in the Big Eight. Yeah, the border yep. border war game or something they called it, and uh, of course. Uh, Missouri jumped to the SEC, so it ended that game. But, uh, yeah, they, they have not done very well lately. But they, they've got a little tradition in football. Yep, we'll see if the hat can do it. Uh, Billy Napier is my coach uh, from Louisiana and their big win over uh, Iowa State. And, and again, th- there was so much hype about Iowa State. They just did not look good. And I'm going to give another coach, uh, Jeff Collins. you got to yep. give Jeff Collins yep. Yep. what get. they did. One of mm-hmm. our own. I, I agree with that. All right, let's go uh, top four teams now. Brought to you by uh, Gator Dockside, where Gators go for good food and good times. With more TVs than anybody, you can always catch a game at Gators Dockside. Top four. Well, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of teams haven't played right now, but obviously you got to throw Clemson in there. They were impressive. Uh, I'm going to keep Alabama up there. Um, 
And then it's going to be – I'm going to put Oklahoma because they've played a game even though they didn't play anybody as three. And then 4A and 4B is Florida and Georgia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got Florida Georgia right in there also. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, none of those guys are playing. So uh, that's about it. But still, uh, one of the radio guys today, they were having their top five with just teams that have already played. So uh, – when you do that, now you get a chance to put maybe North Carolina in there, although they didn't do much until the fourth quarter. It was interesting. Uh, they tried throwing the ball all over the place with Sam Howell, great quarterback coming back. And it was, what, 10-6 to 6 at half in mm-hmm. Syracuse. They sort of played like Syracuse in this game. <laughs> but uh, but they're, they're, they're better than that. I really thought they're better than that. They couldn't score. and I don't know about the play calling or whatever. But anyway, uh, it was a close game. And then finally they gave it to that running back, and they romped up and down the field in the fourth quarter. So they may have learned something, North Carolina, because they, they got some ball players on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about top four. Steve, I've never asked you this. When you were coaching – did you ever look at rankings or care where you were ranked? Oh, we looked at it, uh, but we didn't really talk about it much, I don't think, during the week. Uh, I just remember in 96, we were uh, we had that Tennessee game up there, big game, largest crowd in the history of college football and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we jumped ahead of them, you know, 35 nothing and won. Anyway, we came back and we're at Napolitano's in Nebraska, was playing Arizona State, that late night game. So it was on TV up there. And I remember asking Bobby Stoops, uh, I said, you think Arizona's got any chance to beat Nebraska? Because Stoops had coached against them uh, there at Kansas State, uh, Nebraska, every, every year. And he said, he said, Coach, Arizona State has no chance against Nebraska. No chance? Well, they beat them. I think they beat them 19 to nothing that night. And Arizona State went undefeated that year. So anyway, we're sitting around there, and I said, you know what? We might wake up tomorrow morning number one in the nation. How about that? And, and we did, but that was, it was fun right then. But as you go on, you don't, you don't try to talk about it too much. Um, for the teams that have played now, we haven't seen a whole lot. And we're going to see you know, the SEC, obviously, a uh, week after this start playing. Has anybody particularly impressed you? I, it, it just seems like we're seeing the effects of not having spring practice, not having a lot of repetitions. It's been, it's been fun to watch, but a little bit sloppy. Would you agree? Yeah, outside of Clemson probably. Yeah. I mean, the, the score was much closer than that game was. They, they, the first unit went up and down the field when they wanted to. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been kind of sloppy, but – Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they have preseason games. I can understand the sloppiness in the NFL because you're used to having some preseason games. But in college, you never really have them. Uh, but I can see not having spring ball, how it hurts some of the young players. But it's it's just been – the whole deal has been weird, just even watching it on TV because of no crowd. Um, it's just It's just been strange. Well, I'll tell you what. I was, I was watching the game a little bit. and remind me my early days coaching at Duke because we didn't have more than 10,000 or 15 until <laughs> we started winning. But we did have a sellout uh, my last home game there in 89 against NC State. That was the only sellout in the last 40 or 50 years, I think, at Duke. But anyway, we would have a – during spring ball, we'd have a scrimmage every Saturday, you know, and, and offense, I was trying to get our guys, we got to go up and down the field every time we touch it. And, and we usually did scrimmaging against our defense, and they'd get sort of mad, and the coaches would get mad and so forth. But we, 
we needed to build the mentality that nobody can stop us or else we can't win at Duke. Our offense had to play really good, Steve, not just, hey, we had a good game. I mean, if we punted four or five times in a game, we had no chance to win. Mm. Uh, it's just the way it was. So I'd get pumped up, and we'd get pumped up for those scrimmages. And uh, so anyway, nobody in the stands, but you can, you can get pumped up to play with nobody in the stands. That's what I'm trying to say. And nowadays with nobody in the stands, you got to get your guys pumped up to really play as great as you can, and that, that habit will, will take you through the rest of the season. I'm with you, though. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It's just a different – even watching it. It's just a different, you know, and now Florida's got cutouts for sale. And I saw that. You know, that, that's going to be interesting to see, you know, and, and, and I wonder, let, let me ask this. Do you guys think we're going to make it through a year? I, I think there's going to be games, individual games, that get either postponed or moved. I think it's almost inevitable. What do you think? Well, initially I said I thought we'd be smooth sailing. Maybe I was being a little naive because what's happened in the ACC, they've already postponed some stuff. I think it comes down to this, though, Steve. The teams that have a chance to be in the 14 playoff, I don't want to say they're going to take it a little more serious than a Virginia or an NC State type team, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could be 100% wrong there, but I'm hoping the SEC, with the way they're testing, you know, two to three times a week, uh, from an outside source that it'll be uh, – hopefully we don't miss any games. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be players that are going to have to sit out games uh, with the COVID. Uh, I hope it's not a 25, 30 guys. You know, I hope it's four or five here and there and, and that we can push on and play. Uh, but it'll be up to the presidents, the athletic directors uh, to, to make that call. Uh, but I think we're all hoping that there's not going to be a, a big outbreak. Uh, on one of the teams if there's not a big outbreak i think we can we can play it out you know i was thinking of this and i don't know if there's an answer that the league has but i i would hope they would address this what's coach you just said it what's the threshold in other words i think you can travel what 70 70 right so if you have 30 steve that are you know can't play well i mean is there does the league say we'll postpone this game does the does that go between the two schools? I wonder how that would work. Well, it's going to be interesting, and coaches can speak better than we can. They're, they're, most teams have about 110, 115 players mm-hmm. when you count all your 85 scholarship and your walk-on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of scholarship athletes that don't dress week in and week out. But if you do have 30 guys out, you know, now you're going to your third and fourth string guys. Uh, I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. how that will happen. Yeah. Well, it, they they said Dabo took 80 players up to Wake Forest. They take eighty of them up uh, there, maybe, about eight buses or something maybe, like that. Maybe, maybe they've, guys. maybe they've increased, and I don't know what the. Uh, I think it's up to the school, probably oh, in okay. ACC and SEC may have different rules. They yeah. really could, but yeah, Dabo said, "Hey, these guys have been practicing all year. They deserve to go." And uh, he took eighty of them up there, and I think seventy-eight got in the game. Wow! So wow. Uh, they they were a happy bunch and looking they get ready for the next one. Yeah, because I think it's. I think Dan said yesterday when he had his presser. It was 70. You can travel in the league. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. usually only can dress 70 for an SEC game at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, normally you have those three or four games in a year that are non-conference FSU and all the mm-hmm. cupcake-type games where everybody can dress. So they'll be dressing only 70, I think, all year long. Okay. Steve, you were very fortunate here because you were so successful. Um, I had Gene Chiswick on the other day. Uh, m- many people don't remember he's a Gator. Yeah, um, went to Florida. But I said to him, when you were coaching, 
did you feel it? In other words, if, was if fans were restless, you know, did, did that affect you at all? Did you did you hear the criticism? Because we hear about Jimbo Fisher, right? He's made all that money, and he's had good seasons, but now he's in year three, and he has a lot of people back from last year's team. Do I wonder how much pressure, if there is any, the fan base is going to put on him to get past that you know LSU Alabama window there. I don't know how much pressure uh, you know he's got. What did he give ten year contract? You know, it sort of reminds me of uh, my buddy John Gruden. He got a ten year contract, I think, for the Raiders. Uh, be the highest paid guy in the history of the NFL. And I, I was looking at his record the other day, Shane. His first two years, you know what it was? Below five hundred. It was eleven and twenty-one. Oh God! And I said, "Dang, I was twelve and 20. So maybe my, <laughs> my maybe my two years weren't all that bad. I was one better than John. He's got me now, though. He won last week. Had a good win over the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> and uh, it, but every game up there, it is sort of fifty-fifty with those teams uh, and so forth. But anyway, uh, that that uh, sort of was an interesting little side deal on that. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Uh, one of my favorite mm-hmm. segments coming up. Coach going to drop a ball play here in Chalk Talk. Stay with us as we stay inside the huddle. Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage, you can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed up. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, MyIT Masters is your one-stop shop serving the greater Gainesville area for all your technology needs. So you can focus on business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, nobody does IT like the master. From Pylon to Pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are 
listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. It is time for one of my favorite segments of the show, Chalk Talk, brought to you by Meldon Law with over 40 years of experience. Meldon Law, where you matter most. All right, Steve Spurrier, take it away. Okay, Steve, this was actually, I think, the second play uh, when Shane started against Oklahoma State, first game here. It's a little fake draw and hit a guy over the middle. And I think we were either four for four or five for five on that play during the course of the game. And I remember after the game, one of those sports writers said, man, that pass over the middle, nobody can stop it, can they? I said, well, it depends on what coverage they play. So I'm going to give you two coverages, and I'm going to show you the one Oklahoma State played, and then I'm going to show you the one Tennessee played on us and some other teams occasionally, and we had a bad play on at that time. Okay, okay. Let, me, let me show you. Okay. Yep. okay, we're playing Oklahoma State, and this is a, a coverage uh, that's sort of called a quarter half. That's what they call it. It's like a cover two over here, and they got a little combination over here. Uh, this guy, he sort of goes that way, and uh, these guys are sort of three on two here. So flat curl or two-man routes are no good over here. They, they got you covered over here. So over here on this side is what we're really trying to work. So this guy goes up, and he goes up to about 15. These guys are they're playing that, and then we fake a draw. We come back and fake this draw here, which keeps these guys right here. They hear somebody yell draw, and this guy makes a good fake, and these guys just go up in there and, and hook up after they sort of yell draw. Quarterback makes a good fake, gets back here, and here comes this guy. All right, over here, we've got this guy. He is taking both these. These guys both run with him. They're, they're doubling him. This linebacker, he's got the flat, so he runs with this guy, and we sort of go up, so we got, we got all of them over there. So now we got one, two, three dudes right here. And we got the right coverage. We're going to make a fake. We're going to take our steps. All the quarterback's got to do is look right through the middle of the field. And when he's got an open land right there, he just throws it about 17 yards. He catches it. Jack Jackson occasionally would take it all the way for a touchdown, but usually after he catches it, he can take a few steps and, uh, you know, make 20, 20 yards or so. So I think Trey Everett caught that one the second play of the game. Again, it's perfect for that defense right there. Okay, now we were playing Tennessee later that year, and Larry Lacewell, their coach, uh, he said, we had that perfect defense when y'all tried that pass over the middle. So here's what they did, they played man to man. And when the ball was snapped, this guy come running right to here. This guy went running back here. All right, man to man, man to man, man to man, man to man, man to man. So they're running with their guys, now he's he's following this guy. He knows he's got he's got help right there, and he's on the outside. So they're running like that, and I think Shane got back here and our backs. Later we had them maybe taking off, but we had them just hooking up. And uh, I don't know if he threw it away or took a sack on that one, one or the other. But uh, that was a, a bad night. So the moral of the story is they had the right defense on, and we had a bad play on. 
So you got to get your plays according to the defense. That's that's the big key right there. I love it when he does that. Um, that's our Chalk Talk brought to you by Meldon Law. Um, okay, on our Campus USA phone line, let's bring John to the show. John, hi. Hey, Steve, Coach, Shane. Uh, Coach, you're talking about uh, the draw play. Why don't you see the draw play in football anymore? Uh, you see it occasionally. But, you know, I think part of it is coach, teams are so spread out that it's hard to do sometimes. What's the question? He want to know why you don't see the draw play a whole lot in football huh. now. Well, one reason, I guess, a lot of teams play a lot of man-to-man, so the linebackers are hugged up in there, but it's still the best play, best run play in football, if you ask me. Wow. <laughs> there you go, John. Do, do you, yeah, do you think that the, the, the quarterbacks are running that now? It's more the quarterback goes back and then runs. That's kind of the draw, but they don't hand it off. Yeah, I think the game has changed a little bit from, from <clears throat> the quarterback standpoint. As Coach said, a lot of guys are in the shotgun. And when things break down, the quarterback just takes off running. Uh, it could be called draw play. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a call draw, or just the, they're just utilizing the athletic ability of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I watched a little bit of the highlights of San Francisco and Arizona. Kyler Murray, the quarterback for Arizona, ran for, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 yards. And a lot of times, San Francisco is actually rushing five guys and playing man to man, and they just, they just gave him gaps. I mean, when you got a running quarterback, those defensive tackles, they got a control rush, make him throw it. And then Kyler's only, gosh, what, 5, 10, or 11? And then get your hands up and try to knock it down. But they, they're just running upfield, and, and there he went. So sometimes I don't understand why defensive coordinators don't have a guy to look out for the quarterback run, because that's what I think what beat San Francisco last week. Okay. I agree. Thank you, guys. Okay, John. Thank you for your call. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll, we'll wrap up today's Inside the Huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Leave the hustle and bustle behind and take a break with Miapa Latin Cafe. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They use only the freshest ingredients to create classics like Cuban sandwiches, arepas, lechon asado, and café con leche. And beat the heat by trying it on ice during Miapa's daily half-off iced coffee happy hour from 2 until 5 p.m. Relax on the patio at their Gainesville or Alachua locations and enjoy life the Miapa way. Miapa Latin Cafe. Good Cuban food served with a smile. 
Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pot up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.30 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back. All right, we've got some games coming up this week. Still not the full complement of teams playing, obviously, but we'll do games to look for. Brought to you by My IT Masters, your one-stop shop for your business's technology solutions. From voice over IP to cybersecurity, nobody does IT like the master. All right, Shannon, what game you got? I'm anxious to see uh, UCF is going to travel to Atlanta, play Georgia Tech, coming off that big win. How do they respond uh you know, playing a pretty good team, UCF, who's ranked like 14th in the country. Yeah, that'll be an ABC game, too. Coach, what's the game you're looking forward to? Well, I'll, I like to see what Houston and Baylor can do. Dave Aranda, who was a D coordinator at LSU last year, got the job there when uh, Rule went to the Carolina Panthers. And uh, But I'll tell you an interesting game this past week, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengal. I don't know if you watched the end of that, but he hit A.J. Green over there and – yeah, they called offensive interference. Both guys sort of had their hands on each other. I don't know. It could have, could not have. But anyways, the first loss for Joe Burrow in two years. You know, they went 15-0 and last year. And Dave Aranda, he hadn't lost one in over a year either. So I, I sort of think Baylor may have got enough guys back from that team last year that won, what, 11 or 12 games, something 12, I think. And uh, so I'm going to pick Baylor to beat Houston this week. You know, there's two games that interest me, and the obvious one is Miami and Louisville. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Louisville was left in shambles, and new coach there, Satterfield's done a nice job. But isn't it funny how Miami, even though they're ranked, it, they're similar to Florida State in that they have offensive line issues too. King was running around. Now, he made some plays because he can do that, but their offensive line still isn't very good. They're not, but see, this this is the thing that I cannot understand. You know, when you have, I mean, we could ask anybody this. When you have an offensive line problems, how about put a tight end in to help, or have your backs help in protection? None of these teams do it. No, they're all spread. Yeah, they're all they want to spread the field. And then how about take your steps and throw the ball? <laughs> <laughs> these quarterbacks go back. They say they look one look, and then they look to run. 
They don't look to throw the ball. Yeah. And then the offensive line gets blamed. Well, I look to protection. Ah, have you ever heard me bitch about the offensive line, Steve? <laughs> no. Never. No. Those guys are doing the best they can. Help yeah. them out. Quarterback, yeah. get rid of the ball. Get somebody open. Uh, and now sometimes you can have a, a running quarterback that you say, hey, if you find an opening, go. Yeah. That's fine. And, uh, yeah, most of our guys could fall forward. Uh, Shane, Danny, and those guys every now and then. Uh, but they got rid of the ball. That's that, And our offensive line was good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the quarterback makes the line look good, if you ask me. You know the other game that's going to be interesting to me? Appy State and Marshall. Oh, that is a good one. Because, you know, Appy State's been good. They didn't look great the other day, but they won. And then Marshall's quarterback, you know, we'll see if he can do it. That's kind of an – That will be a good one. Yeah, under the radar yeah, kind of game. Yeah, I tell you, both of those schools got tradition of winning. They both are – both those teams hate to lose, so yeah. that will be an excellent game. I wonder if game. they've ever played. I don't know if they've ever really played. I would, I would imagine not. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, so at least mm-hmm. you know more teams starting to play. And next week inside the huddle, we actually have a game week. We can start to talk about when Florida plays Ole Miss, and it'll be interesting to see if they're going to use two quarterbacks <clears throat> or not. Yeah, uh, you know, he's got the runner in Plumlee and then Corral's the thrower. Um, you know, Lane does a great job, in my opinion, of scheming, and uh, he'll have some stuff lined. I bet he see, we see both of them play. Yeah. Steve, I, I know you often played, you know, quarterbacks at different times, but um, to me, if you have two quarterbacks that can help your team, why not play them to help your team? You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If two of them are pretty close talent-wise, uh, one of them's having a bad day, play the other one. Pretty simple. And then sometimes uh, if one's a lot better runner than the other, uh, then that gives a little change of pace also. Uh, so I think we're going to see Emory uh, some this year, but I still sort of think Kyle Trash will be the main guy most of the games. Well, uh, today we thank you for tuning in to Inside the Huddle. And uh, like I said, next week we actually have uh, an SEC game that we're going to look at, SEC teams to match up with as well as the rest of the schedule. Uh, that is really a, a, a fun thing to do. Uh, thanks to Seth Harp for producing today. We appreciate him doing that, and we always appreciate you when you listen to and however you view it, see it, listen to it, whatever, are inside the huddle. For Shane Matthews and the head ball coach Steve Spurrier, I'm Steve Russell. Don't forget we've got sports scene coming up for you this afternoon at its normal 12 o'clock time. So we hope you will tune in and talk sports with us then. Until then. Enjoy the rest of your day. Until next Tuesday's Inside the Huddle, I'm Steve Russell. See you later. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, Crime prevention can do it all. 
Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems, winners of the Best of the Best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. From the College of Journalism and Communications, the